This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where tonight I'll be discussing Tottenham's 2-0 defeat against Sporting with three very special guests. It is our first defeat of the season. We conceded two injury time goals in Lisbon tonight. The Sporting coach before this game said that Tottenham have one of the best attackers um, in the world uh, but found to score in Portugal this evening. Uh, and it is the first time that Sporting have ever beaten an English team in the Champions League. Now, after the game, Antonio Conte said in the second half, we felt the opportunity to get the three points and win the game. We had the chances to score in the end, uh, but we are talking about a loss. I think maybe we didn't deserve to win, but at the same time, we didn't deserve to lose this game tonight. Now, let's introduce the three very special guests. We've got former Tottenham Hotspur defender Ramon Vega with us. Of course, 1999 League Cup winner with Tottenham. Uh, He made 64 Premier League appearances, seven goals, nine FA Cup appearances, and 11 League Cup appearances, scoring once. And, of course, won 23 caps for Switzerland, scoring once. Ramon, welcome back to the channel. How are you? Hello, guys. Good evening. Don't be so depressed about this shocking game, let's be honest. You know, but, you know, I'm um, happy to be back on your channel, new season. So, let's start. We've also got a good friend of mine and uh, channel regular, Ricky Norwood. Ricky, how are you? Oh, well, we've had better nights, haven't we? We have had better nights, but I know that at least coming onto the show tonight, 
we can kind of just dissect it, we can work it out, and I know that we'll be having a giggle by the end of the show. So it might start a bit flat, but you know it's going to pick up. You've got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ramon Vega right there, and you've got Mr. Oli up here that's going to this is gonna enlighten us with all these insights in a moment. So I'm sure we'll be feeling a lot better by the end of this tonight. Another therapy session, here we go. Uh, we've also got Ollie Gamp with us. A therapy session, yeah, mate. Therapy, therapy, Ramon. Ramon, do you remember last season when I was saying, do you, do you think the Spurs could finish in the top four? Your answer was just laughter. Still laughing after the day, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, we've also got journalist um, Ollie Gamp with us for the very first time, sports journalist with the Daily Mail. Ollie, how are you? And thanks so much for joining us. Hello, hello. Yes, I'm great. Um, well, not great. Would have been great with a nil nil draw. I would have taken that. I thought we were going to be discussing a really boring stalemate, but here we are discussing a loss. We'll have more to say. So it's great. Let's do it. Ollie, let's kick the show off with you. Um, Give me your thoughts on tonight's game, because as you say there, it looked like it was going to finish nil-nil. Um, yeah. And Spurs, you know, we fell apart in the, in, in stoppage time and it, and it ended up 2-0. Yeah, I was sat in the pub and thinking it's like the Spurs of old. It was like the Spurs under like Harry Redknapp when we would go into a game and in the 89th minute lose 1-0 in the last minute. Um, yeah, it felt, like, it felt like those days when, you know, Conte is supposed to be bringing the discipline back. And then now that discipline seems to have gone out the window just for this game, hopefully, just for this one. Um, but no, I was at the Marseille game last week <clears throat> and I thought that was actually a better was a better performance tonight than, than Marseille. Um, and we got a win that, for that one. So, yeah, just kind of capitulated at the end. Um, really sloppy throughout, but had a few chances. Um, but no, we just never really got going. Um, not really a huge clear-cut chance in the whole, in the whole game. Uh, Marcus Edwards should have scored early on. I think we got lucky in the first half, better in the second half. Um, but no, just fell asleep at the corner and then just lack of concentration for the second. Really, really disappointing all all, um, all around. Ollie, we've played eight games in all competitions so far this season. And in my opinion, we haven't got out first gear yet. What? Why? Why do you think that is? Um, yeah, you'd think we would be we'd be firing on all cylinders after watching all the players, you know, absolutely on their out on their feet after those grueling pre season training sessions. I'm not sure are they being overworked? Maybe um, I don't know. I mean, Sonny doesn't look fit. Um, a few other players don't look fit. Maybe too many too many signings. Is six signings too many? I don't know. Um, I think they've probably been overworked, and so maybe it's just a bit bit much. You know, there's a lot of fixtures. A bit of a fixture pile up in the in the build up to the World Cup. I think it's just a maybe it's just a bit too much of the players think they need a bit of a regroup and um, maybe the World Cup, maybe that will give them a bit of time to reflect and come back. But yeah, I think it's just I think they kind of just I don't know. Well, I think we need to just kick on and try and get some consistency together. But yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Ramon, let's come to you. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Shambles. The total shambles, I'll be honest with you. Um even as a shamble, they still had great uh, opportunity to score and, and but like potentially even win. And I think that's a story we had also so far in the Premier League. Because I don't think so. We performed extremely well so far. Uh, I've not seen one game I would say, wow, I'm standing up and, and, and I'm excited about it. You know, yes, individual performance were there. But as a unit as such, it just done the job. 
it was good because at the beginning of the season, you, you get this point in, the guess the confidence in the team, in the dressing room. But something is still not clicking within that unit. And, and the flow within the game is not working as well, we supposed to think, with these players. One thing we, we know, we brought some very good quality players in. They're working well. There's no question mark about that. But that, that's not enough now. You know, to be consistent and to also play well uh, is the next level. And I think Conte has a lot of work still to do there. You know, so tonight, unfortunately, we saw the Spurs were pretty much so the last few games as well. You know, uh, and Sporting, with all uh, respect to them, they actually is a good team, a decent team, and played well today as well. Yeah. You know. Uh, so we have to respect them at the same time. Okay, Spurs was not very good tonight, but I think Sporting Lisbon was also very, very good, you know, in the same time. But if you don't score and you play bad, <laughs> there's not a question mark. You can hit. That's, that's just what happened today. Um, I think, uh, Chris, is a big question mark comes up here. You know, we've got a very, very strange season ahead with us. You've got the World Cup coming up as well. We've got absolutely crazy schedule of games coming until the, uh, November, actually, December. You need players because their injury will come up, you know. But the only positive I can see now of all from the start of the season, we got the points already in. If we didn't have that, I tell you what, we will have a struggle season. Are you, are you surprised by these performances, though, Ramon, in particularly tonight? Tonight, particularly, yes. I thought tonight uh, in Europe, because I play the Champions League, and I actually play against Sporting Lisbon as well. I know the crowd down there, how it is. Uh, the, you know, the Portuguese are extremely skillful. They play beautiful football at the same time. Very difficult to defend as well against these guys. Uh, but European games are, for a player, an absolutely top night. You know, you're very exciting. It's international. You play against yeah. uh, players in Europe at the same time. I would suggest that all these players, the young players, don't forget, these guys are all young. They're not experienced as such. They're all young players still in the squad, you know. You would think these guys would absolutely be exciting to show Europe how good these guys are. And I've completely been disappointed, uh, you know. In the midfield, we know already, there's, it's, it's a missing point there. Uh, uh, creativity has to come in, you know, that yin yang between the defence and the and the striker is not happening there yet at the moment, you know? Uh, and it's a big, big, big hole there uh, being, uh, to fill in. But at the same time, the quality of the players we have, but I have not seen the spirit and the fighting today, especially with the key players, uh, which, you know, we thought they may score, like Kane, Son as well, and all these guys, you know? We've got the best strikers in, in, in the Premier League, if not in Europe. And uh, these are the ones in games like that, they they're pretty much have to score. It's not happening. Are you surprised though, Ramon? Because in particular, when, when we talk about sport in Lisbon and, and when I watched the game inside the stadium tonight, their desire to win the ball back, their pressing was absolutely fantastic. And you've got players like Hunmin Son, you've got Harry Kane. You know, they've been in a team that have lost a Champions League final. Of course, in the last couple of seasons, to play Europa League and Europa Conference League, to be back in the best competition um, in club football, you'd be thinking they would give absolutely everything. And when you've got a, a coach like Antonio Conte demanding every single second 
um, you know, from these first players, the absolute best. Are you surprised that they're not giving it? Very surprised. Uh, listen, I'm talking as an ex-player and playing in Champions League games. I played in a group stage where, like, huge, like Real Madrid, Ajax. In that time, Ajax won actually the Champions League. So it was in our group, you know. Uh, to play in these games for the European for a player is so exciting because whole of Europe is watching, you know. You know, it's a platform where the player can really show the strength and the quality you have. And I just not see any motivation within uh, in, in any, not even a pressing point of view. The sporting Lisbon players, you can see there that, you know, of course, they play the home and the home ground. That makes always a difference. But you can see the character was there, the spirit was there. They were fighting for every single yard. And 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 the Spurs, I have not seen that. That pressing of Conte also wants to have. I have not seen that. It was major, major lack of, of pressing, lack of spirit, lack of quality in the same time. Ricky, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on tonight's game. You know what, Chris? It's been happening um, for Tottenham in the last couple of games. Um, and I looked at an example of the very first game against Southampton. Now, once we beat Southampton 4-1, Hassan Holtel came out and was like, you know what? There was a point in which Spurs, just they just clicked up the gears. They went through the gears and it was just impossible to catch him. And I feel that after that game, we haven't really started to click into gear or, or been, you know, flowing in the right direction. It's been very bitty. It's been very kind of stop-starty. And, to you know, I do really feel that we have to start these games. Now, if containing the ball, uh, being hard to break down, uh, being hard to be, uh, being aggressive on the ball through our back five and our midfielders, if that's a tactic that we're looking to do to create to to be strong and to kind of deflate the opposition and then go on the, go on the counter attack, I think we need to do that more so when we're two three nil up, start to control the game like that. We need to start the games quick, fast, and we need to go through those gears and we need to start to implement our game on the opposition. It feels like every time I, uh, in, especially in the last couple of games. When I've watched them, it's like we're waiting, we're, 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 we're dropping off, we're, we're hanging back and we're inviting pressure onto us and we're waiting for an opportunity to try and break up the field on a quick counter-attack. We're waiting for the opposition, we're waiting for the... When, once we wait for the opposition, we, we start to lose, whether it be focus or momentum or energy. I do believe all of the boys are behind Conte and I think, I, I, I don't know whether tonight... To, the way to control the game or the way that they attempted to control the game in possession and um, and in their positions as well uh, wasn't a tactic. I don't know whether Conte has gone out there and said to them, look, hold the ball, be strong in the first half. Let's not, let's not lose an inch in the first half. In the second half, we'll go out and we'll blitz them. I don't know whether that's a tactic that he's put forward. But for the first time in a long time, it's, if that is a tactic, it's almost working against us. It's working against us playing this way. We we need to click through the gears as quick as possible, and we need to be able to implement our game. Get two, three goals up, then we can control the game. Then we can sit back. Then we can invite pressure, and then we can counter and score even more. Um, tonight, I felt that we did have chances. I felt they they mostly fell to Emerson Royale, which we know isn't that guy. Do you know what I mean? He can be solid. He can be an athlete. He can, he can help in the defensive and be an obst uh, obstruction 
in the offensive end. But we know that his final ball ain't the best. And we know that his strike ain't the best. Um, and, and this is where I think that where people are talking about a creative midfielder, I, I think we're thinking about it wrong. In Conte's system, all the creativity comes from the wingbacks. We've got an experienced guy in Perisic there that knows how Conte likes to play. And you, you're seeing the quality of crosses and the moves that he's, he's pulling off and, and what dynamic he's giving our game right now. It, and it's lacking on, on the right-hand side. I believe that Spence coming in was the guy that was going to be bled into the team and is, you know, is, is tailor-made for a Conte system. Quick, powerful, strong, you know, um, it takes risks, likes one-on-ones, can cross, can shoot from outside the box. And I, I just feel that we're, we're missing the opportunity to take risks. I thought that we missed the opportunity to take risks tonight. Like you were saying, Chris, about one substitution. I felt even however good Perisic was tonight, we could have taken him off and we could have taken Emerson Royal off and put on Spence and put on Sessegnon and blitz them with, with pace and, and, and attack them and go at them. And yes, that is risky. Yes, we might be able to be caught on the counter-attack against, but this is what you've got to do to try and win the game sometimes. That's where your creativity is coming from. So if all the chances are dropping to Emerson and he can't put them away like a striker or like a good winger, then, then what are we doing? You know, if that doesn't click, what are we doing? So th- there was good patterns of play. There was good possession in there. There was control in there. I never really felt, felt threatened by Sporting tonight. I, thought, I felt that Marcus Edwards, Ed, Edwards' run in the first half was the, the highlight of the game, really and truly. And then right towards the end, there was a shot on target, which uh, Larice got to, fantastic save. And then those, those extra time minutes, it just went a bit mad. It went, we, we lost it for a minute. But I never felt that we was out of control. I just felt like Oli felt where, where we was kind of going towards a boring nil-nil. And to take a point away from home ain't a bad thing to do so we can go build again. But I do think this, this is a good loss. This is, and I know it sounds crazy to say that, but this is a good loss at, at the right time to really wake everybody up and really figure out what what type of side we're going to be right now. So to put these lessons that, that we're learning the hard way, we've got to implement them into our game even quicker. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, it, it was a disappointing game. I felt that after not playing on the weekend as well, they'd be fresh, they'd be at it, they'd be energetic, they'd be all over it, being back in the, in the Champions League and away from home and in a, way, in, in a fantastic away stadium. But it really didn't. It really didn't turn up today, and we didn't get to click through the gears. And our game was disrupted, and it wasn't a good one to watch. But I do think it's a good loss for what's coming next. We've got so many talking points, Ollie. Let's come to you um, now. After the game, uh, my inbox on Twitter it was absolutely full. I try to be as positive I can be about Spurs, um, but so many messages tonight have said that. You know, let's get down to reality. Um, Spurs have been lucky so far this season. Do you feel that we've been lucky being unbeaten in the Premier League and up until tonight? You need Ricky's positivity. Ricky, I need you to wake me up in the morning. <laughs> good loss. A good, I've never heard good, a good defeat before. That is brilliant. Um, yeah, I think, have we been lucky? I think whenever we've got away with it, I thought Conte's, Conte's the man. Um so I don't know if we've been lucky, but I just think Conte keeps us in the game and gets us something. So I don't know if we've been lucky, but we definitely have been lacking in the performance. I don't want to see us just plug through games and get something out of it. 
I want to see us dominate a team. So I don't know if you can say lucky, but we're definitely not as good as we can be with the team that we have with the you know the players like you know Son, Richarlison, Kulisevsky. We should be blowing people away. Um, and we're not at the moment. We're kind of, I really agree with everything you said, Ricky, you know, sitting back too much, too slow. It's almost like we're relying on the second half in a lot of games. It's like we waste a half and we get to the second half and it's like, right, let's go now. And it's like, what? We're wasting time when we should be absolutely, as you say, blitzing teams. Um, in that first half, that was a waste last week against Marseille, a waste of the first half. We turned it on in the 70th minute. Last week, when I was watching Marseille, I thought that was the worst performance under Conte. I was in the stadium thinking, I can't believe what I'm watching. And then Richarlison scores, we all go mental, we forget it, and we move on. And then it kind of just papers over these performances, these wins, should I say, are papering over the cracks. And then we get the win, we forget about it. And I feel like this was the reality check. It was the kind of, okay, we're not immortal under Conte, we can lose. Um, so yeah, we need to see we need to see the team stepping up now and, and, and a huge improvement ahead of some really tough games to come. Oli, let's talk about the starting eleven because Antonio Conte made one change. Um, Davis coming in for Lengley, so uh, the team was as follows: Lloris in goal, the back three Romero, Dyer, Davis, the wing backs Emerson, Royale, Perisic, uh, Benton, Kerr, and Hoybier in midfield, and in the front three of Richarlison, Kane, and Son. Now, when you look at the sub-bench now, Forster, Doherty, Spence, Tanganga, Sanchez, Lengley, Sessegnon, Skip, White, Basuma, Brian Hill and Kulishevsky. Do you feel confident with that sub-bench? Did we do enough in the transfer window? Um, because there's a lot of people complaining. They were complaining inside the stadium. They're complaining on social media. Why did Antonio Conte only make the one sub? Yeah, I was also... I was also complaining about that. Um, I, don't, I don't think we made enough um, enough plans. I think we definitely needed a midfielder, as you said, Ramon. I think you said that. Um, you know, we need that link between midfield and attack. I don't think we've had that since Ericsson. I mean, we had it with Lacelso, but he was pants. So I think we needed we needed that kind of playmaker, even if he sits deep, someone that can bomb forward and create. Because Ben Sankar is really capable of playing those long those long long range passes, but Against Marseille, he was off it tonight. He didn't really offer much going forward, playing those picking the lock. Um, so we really needed that. On the bench, Richarlison was supposed to be the guy who comes off the bench, and that's what he did. He really made the impact. Um, obviously, he scored twice last week, but if he's not on the bench, we don't have a lot coming off it, apart from Kulisevsky, who, in my opinion, should be starting right now. Um, it's, a, it's a big surprise. This I don't understand. <laughs> Conte seems to be criticising Son, but just keeps playing him. So I don't know. He's got something on him. So he's got some serious dirt on Conte. I think I don't know how he's how he's not been benched. Um, but yeah, I would I would love to see Longley uh, get a chance. I don't know who who you take him out for because I think Davis has been pretty solid, um, and I love Romero and Dyer as a pair. I think they're great. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see Longley start. I'd love to see um, obviously Spence get a go as well. Um, just mix it up a bit because Conte just seems to be kind of like afraid to change things. He just He's a bit stubborn, isn't he? I think he um, doesn't like to be proven wrong. He's, he doesn't want people to know he's not not got things quite right. Um, so I just think he needs to be a bit more brutal and just kind of bring the hammer down. Um, and yeah, let's just, let's just mix stuff up a bit. You know, give people a chance to show them to show him that that they are, you know, up in the running to make changes to the team. Ramon, let's come to you. I know your favourite player is Hunmin Son. Same as me. Um, is it time for Hunmin Son to be benched? Listen, uh, doesn't mean if you favour uh, a player, 
uh, he can't be on the bench. Let's be honest, you know. I think at the end of the day, the player has the duty to play well for the team. Let's not forget Son was carrying this team quite for a long, 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 long time. All right, okay, and, and very loyal to the club. So that appreciation should be still there and he's still a quality player as it is. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening with him on the physical part, but I see, I feel him not as uh, kind of energetic we know from him from the last few seasons, you know, these kind of long sprints with the ball through the channels and all of that. Yes, I do, but not as much he, he used to do it, you know. Uh, I'm not sure, maybe because that's the first really pre-season they're doing with Conte, and I can see with most of the players as well, um, the the certain energy level is low. Now, knowing the Italians, because I played in the Serie A and I had kind of the fitness coaches over there, I I know pre-seasons are extremely extremely hard with these guys. You know, three times a day, and it's really like <laughs> crazy, you know. <laughs> Not even a question. You're absolutely done at the end of the day, you know. But they're preparing you not just to your fit for the first four or five games. They're preparing you for the last ten games, eight games. So you're physically you're still extremely high and you got that really kind of pushing. Now so in most of the times and I experienced that myself from own experience. When I had the preseason Italy, we started the first few games like Milan, Juventus, and everything. I felt kind of like heavy. I felt fit, but heavy, not as kind of energetic as it's supposed to be. Because the, the heavy load of the exercise we had for two months or a month in this case, you know, it was still there. But then when it comes up to the Christmas period scenario or up before the Christmas, suddenly and a relation comes into a place, and you start to fit fitter and fitter, and then suddenly the end of the season, the unbelievable kind of fitness comes in place. Now, I'm not sure if that's the kind of philosophy Kunta's physio, uh, uh, fitness coaches are doing it, but because if it's Italian, most likely they will go that direction. And I think this is potentially a, 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 a reason why we see these players at the moment as energetic we think it's supposed to be in the, at the beginning of the season, you know. So I do hope in the, in the next four to five games that acceleration comes in place and that fitness starts to work to work what they've done in the last uh, in the last uh, couple of months, you know. Ramon, that's starting eleven tonight. Um and I want to single out Emerson Royale because he's been getting a lot of stick today. Um, and I feel like we talk about him on this show weekly. After yes. every single game, Emerson Royale, a lot of fans saying he is not good enough. What is your opinion of him? Do you think Antonio Conte can improve him? Well, he has to. I don't. The problem he has is Emerson Royale. He has the option to have to play on both sides, you know. Uh, but it's not good enough, even on one side. Why you want to play on both sides? You need. You need to be concentrated. He stays. Is on one side and he's do that job properly, you know. And I think Conte's trying to do that. And I'm not sure Emerson Royale is the right player for what Conte actually really want to do with it, he's playing into it. 
And I think Emirates... But, 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 but why didn't we address that in the transfer window? Because I must say, as a Spurs fan, I'm extremely surprised that we still have the same right-backs, aren't you? Well, like most of Spurs uh, supporters and everybody else, yes, we are, uh, very much. Uh, I, I, I thought this is one of the positions should be replaced because this is the way I contest here the last six months is one is actually pushing forward, you know, with the left wings as well. And he wants to have that. And I don't see these in this system, Emerson Royale is effective the way Conte. If you're playing a four four classic uh, two, maybe Emerson Royale the potential to play well because in his strict discipline in a four four two. But the way Conte plays, I'm not sure Emerson Royale has the capacity even potentially to do it. I have not seen yet. Yes, a few times, yes, he's done some great crosses, but that crossing is not perfect from my point of view, you know. So I think, I don't think he suits for that system currently place. Interestingly, from the start of this season, I noticed that um, before the games, they have him crossing a ball. And tonight, I noticed that they've actually got a coach in front of him now to go past the coach and then cross the ball. Um, Ricky, what have you made of Emerson Royale, uh, you know, over the last couple of games so far this season? What do you make of his performance tonight? Because he seems to be getting all of the flat from the Spurs fans right now. I, I've, I've been a, a, a bit of a defender of Emerson, you know, um, especially last year where it was his first season. And, you know, towards the end of last season, he stepped up when there was no other right back there. Doherty had got injured and it was all on him. And he stepped up physically. Um, I think he wants to do well. Um, I think it's been tough for him. I think there's been a bit of a mixed bag of performances. But again, he doesn't... He, he He's not the best right wing back for Conte or Conte's system. You know, um, I really did think that in the summer that, okay, cool. This is what I'm saying about Spence. I thought if Spence is coming in, then we're going to bleed him into the into the position. I, I felt that he was going to be the number one at the end of the day uh, because of all of the attributes he's got. Even though he's raw, I think that you could potentially build him into the right wing back that Conte wants. But if not, and from what Conte's been saying recently, especially about Spence, that he's not one for right now, um, then I would have expected him to go all out for a white right wing back that could fulfill the demands of what Conte needs in a wing back. Um, you know, he, he didn't have the best of games today. He was good in the defensive element and covering and, um, you know, and, and, and being there to kind of shore up the defence. But then look, look what happens in the last couple of minutes, you know? So um, all, the, all of the chances fell to him. And if there was somebody um, of quality in that position, I think that we would have won the game. And the, the wing-backs would have got at least one or two goals, you know. Um, I, I do think we have another option that we haven't really thought about is we, could, we can, if, if Royale is, is not the one, you know, and there ain't another option because he doesn't want to bring in Spence, he can put Perisic over to the right wing-back position and play Sessegnon in, in the left wing back position. We know we like Sessegnon, we know we like Perisic, so he can actually play them both. And we can actually get some of those crosses and dynamic play and overlaps that we've, that, that, this, that this system is built for. 
So it's really tough on um, Emerson. I, I, I do think he's young. I do think, you know, I'm hoping that under Conte, he, we, we can see some quality shine through. But like Ramon said, I, I, I think he's better in a four as, as a traditional right back. And um, just maybe the right wing back ain't, ain't, ain't the position for him. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm open to be surprised by him. But yeah, we've got options if he's not the one. Ollie, I seem to be asking every single person who comes on this channel the same question. Who is the best right back or best right wing back at Spurs? Emerson Royale, Doherty, Spence. We've even seen Kulicewski play there. And of course, Lucas Mora. In your opinion, who should Antonio Conte go with? Oh, tough question. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, Chris, about why didn't we sign a right back? Why have we still got the same right backs we had in from last season? It's a tough one. I would have started with Doherty. I think he was brilliant at the end of last season until he got injured. I think he was he, he was scoring a lot. He was assisting a lot. He was just really solid. He seems to be one of the most improved players on the contest. So I would have started with him. Um, but to Emerson's credit, I'm not an I'm not a huge Emerson fan. He makes the guy makes me nervous, man. Like we've had a lot of dodgy fullbacks. Remember, like Asil Cotto, um, Aurier, like just guys who are just walking red cards. People who but, are just. Yeah. I, I was going to ask Ramon, did you play with any dodgy fullbacks? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm anyone. I'm never, never, never. Sorry, my land cheat on all my own players. I played together. It's, it's, it's a rule of a rule. You never do that. Listen, no. I had. Carr, John Boy, just going through the ranks. Stephen Carr, I think he done very well there afterwards. You know, he scored fantastic goals as well as the right back. Stephen Carr, I think, yeah, I remember coming from the ranks. Was a young boy, unexperienced, and yeah, uh, and he, he built a very good career. Stephen Carr, so yeah, at Tottenham, I think I, I had a good uh, right back. Broke Ollie, let's, let's come back to you. I, I, I also want to talk about Pierre Muhoibier because he seems to get a lot of criticism. In my opinion, this season, he has been one of our best players. Mm -hmm. But tonight, he just didn't look on it. No, he didn't. Um, I think he was a bit, you know, rough in the tackle. His passing can be very hit and miss, um, literally. Um, no, I'm a huge fan of, of Hoiberg, but I think him and, him and Ben Sankor just kind of deprives us of what we need. Um, it kind of, you know, there's not much creativity there. Um, and I, whenever I've seen Hoiberg partnered with someone, it's usually the other player that, that impresses over him. Uh, but I, he, he does a very important job, which is to, to short things up and win the ball back and be aggressive. He's the kind of, you know, the thuggery we need in the middle, you know, just picks up yellow cards to to stop a, to stop a counter attack. I like Hoiberg. Um, I, I do think he's not as, he's not playing at the level he, he could be. Um, I don't know what more he needs to do, but yeah, he. Um, I think I think he's been good since since Conte came over. Um, Mourinho, he wasn't he wasn't hitting it for me. I think he had a lot of critics, rightly so, under Mourinho. Uh, but since Conte's come in, I think he's really um, raised raised the bar for himself. Um, but yeah, tonight just not really on it. Ramon, let's come to you. I still want to talk about the sub bench because do you feel that Antonio Conte? trust the sub bench do you think that he is going to rotate a lot in the coming games because surely he's going to have to because these games are coming thick and fast but he seems to be going with virtually the same 11 every single game well well it's two parts if i look at it that kind of putting the coaching uh, cap on and such you know 
you, you don't really too, like to rotate too much because you like to have a team where it's melting well, understands each other, because that's where the way each, each kind of match gives a new experience as a team. And that's where you actually grow in a positive way or a negative side as well, okay? So to rotate, that all of that goes out of the way because then you have to start from the beginning again. So a team needs to play various games together and then maybe one or two potentially you might can change and add on because of potential injuries, okay? Now, I'm not sure Conte ever before experienced a potential season we're coming ahead now. World Cup in the middle of the season. Hell of a lot of games. We've got the Champions League, got potentially the FA Cup, got the Premier League, and then it's obviously a break, middle of the season at the World Cup, uh, and so on. So for him to have that mentality of rotation, Chris, I'm not sure he's prepared or experienced with that. I don't think so. Any coach or manager at, at this time at the Premier League has this potential experience because that's one of the biggest difficulties maybe some of the Premier League uh, manager will have, you know. And I think Conte has to calculate it in that he has to rotate and put some fresh legs on the pitch because we're talking close to nearly every three days for yeah. weeks our games. You're done. You know, apart, so, apart from, huh? from Kulaseski coming on today, though, Ramon, what other changes would you have made? What other game changes do you feel that we've got from that bench? Well, I think there are, from Skipper, I think in the midfield, I see in the midfield one of the major changes needed to be done because that kind of dialogue and yin and yang scenario between the defence and the striker is not working out well. Uh, if I, if I look at even analyzing today, yes, we've got some opportunities, but they didn't score, but not enough. When you have these striking fools like Harry Kane, Son, and all these guys, mate, you need to feed these guys every two minutes as much as possible. You can't yeah. let these guys out for five, ten minutes walking around the pitch and not getting busy. These guys, you need to make them busy for the back. So that kind of... Um, Dialogue between the defense, the midfield, going forward with these guys is not working at all whatsoever. And now the question mark is what you're asking, which of these on the bench can actually do that? <sighs> Very difficult. Very difficult. None of them are kind of the bridge between them. Who has that creativity, who has that kind of the young style, we call it, you know, in the same time, because that would be a one <laughs> midfield player, if it's possible, to take into Tottenham, because it's exactly what was needed, in a way, who has that kind of view, takes the ball back, makes sure he's in front of the back as well, but also feeds all the front guys in the same time, goes forward. Uh, that's exactly what we're missing. Now, do we have somebody on the, on the bench like that? To be honest, we don't. So, what's the alternative? <laughs> yeah, not many. So, you need to build a completely different system or, at, or can play around the players you have on the bench. And, and that's the typical part Conte will have now. Are you surprised that we didn't go in for a creative midfielder in the transfer window? Totally. I think this, this has been a question mark 
more than a year plus. I would say, listen, we're going back to obviously the Ericsson side, Modric before that. You need this is the players is needed. This is exactly what this we're talking now, what, over a year plus? Mm. Should be should be on the list of priorities to be scouted around. And no doubt there are some of them there. It's not question mark. And some very young talented ones, you know. Now uh, at the same time, don't forget, we are coming on the back of first transfer, not done for years. That's the first transfer period. We are, we are talking major transfer early done. We're all like jumping up and down. Within a few weeks, we already have about two, three good players. I'll be wrong with the players we signed are very good. The quality, they're still young, unexperienced. They still need to have that uh, experience for the Premier League at the same time. But... Um, I'm very surprised uh, that that top list of a good creative uh, midfield player is not there. Uh, and that should be. Because that's one of the major luck of, 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 of playing within that squad is at the moment. Ricky, let's come to you. I just want to ask, uh, do you think that the fans' expectation is, uh, is high? Because Antonio Conte said this is about a process. And after the game tonight, he said the Champions League level is high. You know that you have to reduce the mistakes because in the end, uh, you can pay. Tonight, we paid a lot. Now we're talking about a loss, a loss against a team uh, that we that are used to playing in this competition. He then went on to say, uh, we have to analyse the game well and the players know that this is an important level. It's right to continue to improve this process. Don't forget last season, we lost to Mura in the Conference League and we made an important step forward. Are you happy with the, the way that this club is going? Are you happy with this process? Or are you feeling a little bit frustrated? Oh, I mean, I am. Listen, I am happy. Um, the, for the first time in a long time, we've, we do have a direction. We do have a, a, a style of play. Um, even if you don't like it, we still have a style of play. We do have uh, a good captain running the ship. Do you know what I mean? We've got, like, as in the manager, we've got Conte who... who whose demands and I know you the first question you asked about demands from the fans well Conte's demands are massive they're astronomical they you know he he wants to win it all when he wants to do it all in his way um I do believe that even though we're having a bad couple of games everything that Conte wants to do is geared towards an attacking way of playing he wants his left centre back to be able to drive forward create chaos in, in the opposition box, uh, 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 allow an opposition defender to take their eye off of Sonny or Richarlison or Kane or whatever, and, and just create madness. The same with the right centre-back. centre, centre back. He wants him to go up there and kind of create madness for the same same reasons. And, and that's where players like Lungley and Romero come in, because they, they can do that in abundance, you know? Um um, like I said about Southampton, we've seen we've seen that Tottenham do have gears to click into. We know it hasn't been perfect right now. We know we, like you said right at the beginning, Chris, we've been mostly playing in first gear and trying to trying to hit second, and sometimes hitting it for a moment, but the majority of the time backing off. So, so what happens when we do start clicking into gear and we those those passes around the corner from the midfielders? you know, they, they end up being accurate and, and they end up being the right weight of pass and they start understanding the telepathy of where everybody's going so then you can play blind passes. 
and stuff like that. It just hasn't been clicking right now. Um, a lot of the times where we're trying risky passes or risky moves, they're being cut out or they're being just read or it bounces off of an opposition player or, or, or the touch that it's going to, you know, the Tottenham player from one person to the other person, the touch ain't great. And just in that moment that it bounces in an awkward bounce, the opposition then grab the ball and then they counter on us. So there is a lot more to come from this side. I'm not disappointed with what we're doing or where we're going for the first time. You know, we, we've got a direction and, and we've got people that are in place and a structure in place where it, it building, the building blocks are in the right places at the right. The foundations are solid. So I only see us going up and I only see us going forward. But we are having a bumpy moment and those things are going to happen. It's about how we correct these. It's about how many uh, uh, mistakes are we making that we can then look at, assess, like he said, and then work it out and not make these mistakes again. You know, we're talking about rotation and the five subs and stuff like that. If Sonny's not fit, like Oli was saying earlier, or is is feeling a little bit tired, you know, or, or if some of the players are feeling a little bit heavy, like Ramon was saying earlier, then let's use these subs. Why have we got five subs? Or let's start rotating. You know, you've got to take a bit of a risk now and again. Sometimes it's good to chuck in a young player that hasn't got no fear, that just wants to go out and impress everybody, the manager, the club, the fans, and these teammates. So why aren't we doing this? So I think a, a little bit more risk-taking needs to, needs to happen. But um, no, I love my team and I love where we're going for the first time in a long time. And, and this is just a bumpy moment. There's plenty more to come. Ollie, are you worried that the fact that um, if, if Richarlison doesn't play and he's on the bench or if Harry Kane doesn't play and he's on the bench or Sonny or uh, Kuliszewski, if one of those have an injury or one of them have a suspension or, or don't play for whatever reason, who is the game changer from the bench? Um, I think we are quite blessed to have four really good attackers. And obviously you've got Lucas Moore as well. I think somebody always, someone usually steps up. Um, we've been quite lucky to have Richarlison, you know, needing to prove that point. Um, in, the, in the first four or five games, every time he came off the bench, you know, he made something happen. He made an impact, got an assist, got a, only recently just got a goal from the start. Um, and then since since he started, we've had Kulisevsky then proving a point, I should be starting as well. So I feel like we've always got somebody who who has something to prove with these with these four or five attackers. Lucas Moura, not so much. Um, but we know that he has the quality to switch it on from from whenever whenever he comes on. But yeah, when, whenever you know, we, we lose Kane in previous seasons, we lost Son, there's always someone who steps up. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, but I just think we are we are really lucky, but we haven't seen everything that we that we that we will from these from these five attackers that we've got. I think they probably rival Liverpool or Man City in terms of quality and uh, strength and depth from attack. I think we could do really something special this season with the with the front line that we've got. But we just need we just need everyone firing in all cylinders. I thought Kane Kane was really poor tonight, and that probably doesn't get spoken about enough because people want to defend Kane and nobody wants to criticise him but he was really poor tonight I think his passing was sloppy um, Sonny was as poor as he has been all season um, Richarlison was probably our brightest attacker I thought um, but yeah we just need everyone to be pulling in the same direction as you I can't remember who said it earlier somebody said that you know Kane and Son finally on this level and they're doing nothing um, and we, we need more from our from our star guys because that's how we're going to go far 
Now, let's talk about the uh, the main instance from the game. Um, after seven minutes, Hugo Lloris was forced into a good save. Um, Ramon, let's come to you. Um, I think that's probably one of the only positives from tonight, um, Hugo Lloris' performance. He made a, a number of great saves in that game, didn't he? Apart that one, that's even more positive. <laughs> <laughs> I think Listen, mate, it's quite... Otherwise, I think it was a very dull game in, from, from start to the, to, to the end, you know. Uh, I was waiting for the wine to be shown because otherwise, by now, I'll be wobbling, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as I say, it was poor performance. There's no question mark. It was very dull to watch. It was... Yeah, the... the they had some opportunity. If they scored, we all would say that they are the one and that's it, we'll be happy. And I think that's what happened the last few games. We were happy because we've got the three points and we won it, you know. But the forms themselves, if you analyse it, I'm not sure that everybody will be happy to, to watch such a such a performance from a team, you know. So today, he was pretty much uh, payback from all the, not kind of call it luck, but in the same time, I will call it luck as well because some of the performance I shouldn't even win, you know. And today, a sporting uh, took advantage of a very, very, very poor performance of Tottenham Hotspurs. Absolutely poor. Uh, and I think this is a wake up call at the same time early for the season. It's good. I will look at the positive side. It's a wake up call. Tomorrow morning, come to be that or that. We'll have a proper chat, the boys. And I think the boys have to wake up very, very, very quick because that performance can't be uh, for the next Premier League game because now they really need to wake up. Rowan, what have you made of Richarlison's Tottenham Hotspur career so far? Of course, he scored his first goals last week in the Champions League against Marseille. What did you make of his performance tonight? Uh, because, of course, in the 42nd minute, he scored for us, but of course it was disallowed for offside. Um, I haven't seen the replay yet. Can can you guys confirm that that was definitely offside? Offside, yeah. Easily. Yeah. I, I, I was the one that celebrated like a mug in the pub and then <laughs> <laughs> very quickly uh, dashed my hopes. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, well, it was, well, it's no question. It was offside. Yeah. Ram, yeah. Raman, what, what have you made of Richarlison though in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt so far? Do you mind to repeat that question again? I couldn't hear that now. What, what have you made of Richarlison in the Spurs shirt? Have you been pleased? Yeah, I think it's all right. I, I, to be honest, I don't, I don't see... You can't really single out a player at this point now who's performing absolutely superb. It's, it's impossible. You know, it's like I was saying as well, yeah. We've not been talking about the main guy, how it came. You know, great, obviously scoring, but we... Obviously, today was awesome performance. Son, of course, we have to say it's been struggling for a while now as well. Today, also bad performance. So I think the problem is with, with, with that question is if all of these top players already not performing, it's very difficult to shine out as a performance. Even if potentially playing not bad, but it will not come out as a good performer because the whole team is not performing well and it's not melting as it's supposed to to to, to melt as a, as a team. Of course, new new players coming in, you need to adapt some of them. 
the, the new Conte regime in terms of how he's training, the way he wants to tactically uh, play the games. Uh, from an Italian point of course, away games, I think this is one of the games today we saw is typically Italian as well. Let's be more conservative about it, make sure we don't get too much forward, keep the ball, and so on. But it didn't work out at all because the minute Sporting scored, you can't react because they've been so trained to stay back a little bit, keep the ball, and the minute you actually concede, then it's very difficult to do it. And I think it's, it's important from Conte point of view with this squad, with this team they have, and this player play extremely aggressive, more offensive, and more risky, to be honest with you. He can do that. He, ha he has the quality. I'm surprised why is that risk not been taken. You know, if you've got this song, this pen, everything, ask them, push them, push them to the top. You can. These are the best European strikers we have. We've got a lot. I would say as a coach, guys, every single ball you get, play up, watch two players. Pass to them, test them, give them as much ball as they can. So everything, these guys, the more they get the ball, the more they get kind of in the game, the more the studies they get better as well. And this is the problem. Exactly, going back to the basics. That midfield player doesn't do that yin and yang. We have that problem there. And other players can't do that because they have to focus on their own kind of uh, tactical uh, a situation position, so they can't do that. We need the players to do that. So, Conte definitely needs to feed these guys much more because then we get the best. We know that we don't even have to question that. We know that done that before, but they're not doing it there very poorly. Now. Ramon, dare, dare I ask, what positives do you take from tonight? Again, what positives do you take from tonight? <laughs> For those who are listening on audio, he's just uh, raised his wine glass. Good to see you, Ollie. <laughs> this is my positive evening. Anything else, be honest here. Okay. Ricky, Ricky, let's come to you. Um, you mentioned this earlier about Marcus Edwards. Uh, just before half-time, he went on an amazing run, went past a number of Tottenham Hotspur players, gave the ball, got the ball back. How that ball didn't go in, of course, another great save from Hugo Lloris. Oh, fantastic save, but what a run. And, and how good was it to, to, to see that from Marcus Edwards? You know, we, we, he was just a myth in, in, in the youth teams for a long time. And obviously there, there was that quote from Pochettino that said he was, you know, mini Messi or a little Messi. And, and look at him tonight, man. It, not only did he have skill and dribbling ability and pace and power and, and, and kind of improvisational skill, but he had a lot of strength. He, he held off a lot of kind of d defenders and, and people that was trying to get, get onto him. He, that, that ball stuck to his foot the whole way round, and it, it was an amazing run. I, I'm glad that Hugo saved it, but for the, you know, that sh if that was a goal, it would have been the best goal that had been scored in the Champions League this year by far, I think. Do you know what I mean? So for a, for, for a Tottenham boy that was born and bred, you know, in Tottenham's training ground and grew up through the yang, uh, through, through, through the ranks and, and you know, maybe had a little bit of a wayward period, but has gone out to Portugal, took a really kind of tough step to kind of go out there. And I can't remember the team that he was playing for first. 
somewhere in I France. I remember. I remember either. I think it was France. France. He, he played no. somewhere in France. Yeah, but he signed in Portugal for. Oh uh, yeah, Victoria. Victoria, Victoria. Yeah. And again, so like he's gone over there and he's had to adapt to a new language, a new league at the age he is and really get his head down and work hard. And he's done that, earned himself a, a big, massive move to Sporting Lisbon, you know, one of the giants of Portuguese league. And look what he done tonight on, in, on, on the Champions League stage there. You know, not only has he put himself in the shop window for every other European club, but he's also put himself in the shop window for England and, and the World Cup squad coming out. Because if you wanted a, a maverick or a firework or somebody to be just kind of improvisational, it's all there. People are going crazy about Sancho, but have a look at Marcus Edwards tonight, man, because he, he, was, he was phenomenal. I hope we've got some type of buyback clause in there. Let me tell you. <laughs> Ricky, but that's a problem for what you're saying there, by the way. This is kind of a, a big problem that we have in England. Uh, the English teams, especially the Premier League, they will bring all the best quality players you can have. But I'll tell you that I would say 80 to 90% do not even get the chance to be on the first team. They yeah. absolutely get lost in the system. When I'm saying get lost, and I work very closely with lots of young players, of quality English player. I'm telling you now, really top, 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 top players. Okay, and because obviously it's Tottenham, the Chelsea's, the Man United, the City, whatever it is, they're trying to have the system. Also, doesn't work for them as well. To have a top academy. Uh, and to be signed off as top academy and half that from the FA signed off and be uh, awarded some money as well. You need to have certain uh, players in the squad. You have to have that. So they're only doing it by numbers, not because they're going to use it as a potential going forward. Yes, some of the mid-table kind of clubs are starting to do it, but they're still going abroad to a finished product, paying 40, 15 50 million, not 40, 50, 40, 50 million quid. I think when you have you know, some top, top quality young English player, and I've done some very good introductions to the European teams because they're, they're, they're already played. Actually, I had also one ex Tottenham young player as well, as well, to brought into France and everything else. And he's done extremely well there because he's playing, he's playing with the men kind of competition. You know, he's not getting lost on the young, just training and sometimes playing with the first team with the training session, but not playing with that. And I think this is one of the major issues of England players as well, just to give it a kind of a human. And I think Marcus Dev is a good example. The other problem is, was English players, that until a few years, they were afraid to go abroad. Mm. You know, recently, yes. I have no problem to travel around. You come from England, even if you don't speak English, you just go, you know. <laughs> but the English players, they were playing until about two, I would say five years ago when Sanchez from Dortmund started to really go through the rank. Dortmund's done very well. And so suddenly the young players got motivated. Oh, well, I'll go to the French League on loan or go to Italian or the Bundesliga or Portugal. Because then people see the quality of this life. But there's also very players, the mentality, the culture, knowledge about new new league with the way that they're playing. It's very good for these guys. But at this point, in England, this is one of the bigger problems I see. 
Ramon, we've got a question here from Jason for you. Um, if you were playing RCB for Conte, who would you like to see on your right? Emerson, Doherty or Spence? Or Perisic with Sessegnon starting on the left? Who would you like there? Okay, Emerson, Doherty or Spence? Or Perisic with Sessegnon starting on the left? Uh, I would get Doherty on my side, right-hand side. Um, Perisic on the left, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's come to you. With him, I would count on him. Oli, let's come to you. Perisic, what have you made of his career in a Spurs shirt so far? I think he's been probably our most solid player. I mean, everywhere Perisic has gone, he's won something. He's he's dazzled. He's you know, he's been playing in the Champions League pretty much his whole career. Um, but no, I think he brings us stability. He brings us um, flexibility. The fact that he can, as you've just said, he can play right back. He can play left back. Right wing back, left wing back, right wing, left wing. Play him up front, probably probably do a job. Play him in goal, would probably do a job. Um, I just think he's very, um, he's very dependable, very reliable, very likable. Um, yeah, Conte knows him very well, speaks to him highly. Someone who knows, as Ricky was just saying, he knows his system, knows exactly how Conte likes to play, how his wing backs play, and I think. Emerson and, and everybody else on the right side needs to look at how Perisic plays. Because every time I look at him, he's bombing forward, he's looking up, looking to fizz across in, um, looking to get on the front foot. And that's how all of our wingbacks need to play. Right now, it's like we've got one guy pushing in one direction and another, another guy pushing in another direction. We need those wingbacks to be on the same page. And right now, they're not. So we need the right side to follow the, side, follow the example of Perisic because he's been solid, in my opinion. Ricky, it's fair to say that uh, probably Tottenham's best player was Hugo Lloris, the amount of saves that he made today, keeping us in the game. And it looked like he made a wonderful save in the 90th minute. Uh, it looked like the ball was going top corner. Um, he put his hand to it, went out for a corner. Uh, we all thought it was going to be nil-nil. And then, of course, we conceded those two goals. What did you make of the two goals we conceded at the end? It was just a switch off. It was just, you know, uh, and, and that can happen. And, and, and that, it's going to happen in Champions League. You can't take your eye off the ball in the Champions League. You know, everybody thinks that the, when we play West Ham, it's West Ham's cup final. Well, whatever team we're playing against in the Champions League, it's their cup final. You know, some of them might not have the most richest of leagues or the, the, the biggest prestige. But they, when they're going up, against, especially against a side in the Premiership that do have all the money and they do have all the advantages and stuff like that, they, a lot of teams want to prove something against those teams. And tonight, I think that's what happened. You know, it was a good corner. Listen, we've, we've defended corners, the, the uh, corners and crosses, the best that I've ever seen us defend corners and crosses this season. Yeah, we have looked to improve that aspect of our game. And and you know, if you if you look at it like pre Conte and after Conte, the the goals conceded. You can see that we are getting better, and we are kind of working on those things. And and but it was a great cross. It was a good header. And once that goal went in, you know the the boys did try and push forward. But what happens when you push forward to try and get an equaliser now? You leave space, and that's exactly what happened for. Uh, the the sporty Lisbon player who had just come on fresh legs, you know, running at people in 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 the ninetieth minute. Of, of course, of course, of course, it happened. Do you know what I mean? So again, it's it's, it's definitely a bump in the road. But like Ramon was saying there earlier, it, it's a big wake up call. This is why 
you you play the way that we play in the first half in the, at the end of the second half between 80 and 90 minutes that's when you play that type of game do you know what I mean? From 75 minutes onwards to 90 or the close, that's when you can play that game. At the beginning, we need to get into gear one, gear two, gear three, gear four, real quickly. Real quickly. Once we are two, three goals up, that's when we can start playing that controlled and, and patient um, uh, possession play. But, you know, this is what happens. We've we, we done the same. I can't, I can't remember who it was against now. But we've done the same. We conceded a goal and then suddenly, oh, I think it was West Ham. After they, after they scored, you, we were doing those kind of time-wasting tactics and then they scored on the break from a throw-in. Well, then we wanted to play football. Then we wanted to move the ball. And it, it, now you're chasing a game. Now you're leaving yourself vulnerable for the counter. It's exactly what happened tonight. It's exactly what happened tonight with that second goal. So we need to learn these lessons real quick. We need to get into our highest gear as soon as we can. We need to dominate the possession. They need to be worried about us. We don't need to be worried about them. They need to start being worried about us. We're making it too easy for them to play against and to read. Do you know what I mean? There ain't a danger. There ain't a, <gasps> there ain't a gasp of breath happening nowhere with no opposition defenders. So it's, it's about time we start looking dangerous and start upping these gears to show not only those in the Champions League, but those in the league that, that we're forced to be reckoned with. But they're, they're, it's, it's, there's loads of little elements in Tottenham's side right now that are just off. Whether that be the final ball or the weight of ball or Sonny or, you know, even Richarlison. Ollie was saying that Richarlison was our brightest spark tonight. And he had some moments, but he wasn't great tonight either. Do you know what I mean? So, Sonny being a shadow of his former self, we're waiting for him. Once he starts clicking... And our best player, Kulazewski, you know, like Kulazewski, the, the games that he started up until he's been rested um, or rotated, he was he was ripping teams to, 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 to smithereens. He looked like a, 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 a clone of Erlen Haaland on the right wing. Do you know what I mean? He was a machine. He was ripping people to bits and giving an opposition loads to worry about. So... He needs to start to come back into the starting lineup real quick. Maybe we take, you know, maybe now that we have these options, we take Sonny off and he has that motivation to come on and prove something when he's called upon. Do you know what I mean? There's a little fire in his belly when he comes back on. So we need to start using this squad and we need to start like really getting into our way of playing and, and having them worry about us, not us worry about them. Ramon, as a former centre-back... What do you think about us conceding those two goals today? Because, of course, the first one from a set piece, the second one, the player just seemed to walk through the Spurs defence, putting it through Hugo uh, Lloris very, very easily. Uh, what did you make of it? And, and, I, and I hate the term Spursy, um, but a lot of people are using that in the chat at the moment, Spursy. I thought that Spursy was all over and under Antonio Conte. Oh, well, I think both goals are uh, unacceptable to concede. I think the first one... I remember back, I think Harry Kane was marking that one, or not marking, of course. <laughs> so, um, so let's start with that one. Uh, I know he, he has to score, but at least in that point, he's taking the chop to, to mark somebody to it well. And on the second one, uh, the two defenders that Emerson and Romero, I don't, I'm not sure. Either the, the night before they were playing too much cards or uh, they don't talk to each other the same language because you know Brazilians and you know and Argentines they're not the best mates sometimes you know it's Portuguese and you know Spanish so uh, let's be honest uh, 
both uh, shouldn't be conceded. Both were lack of concentration, lack of communication between the defenders, and could be could be avoided easily because that was not like a mistake by by as such in the technical version is by not marking properly and not communicating to each other uh, and make sure you take them on or scream it, you know, because when you're there, you know, next door, if I was marking with you, Chris, you here, we'll be gone. You would have to ring it. Even if you one yard of you, you would just like shock nearly. I actually get a shock to scream at you as so it's coming you. And this is the kind of communication in, in the sense that's been done. I don't think that guys were there. These guys were still on the plane on the way back, on, on, on the way back maybe already, on the way down. <laughs> you know, I, I think either way, you know, so I think a lot of players on that on, on that pitch, uh, they were still uh, a customers, you know, because, because it's Brexit, you know, so to conquer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine you being a card player, Ramon. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, uh, Answer your question short because I think it was a long one now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the wine glass is back up. Well, it has not been a good day for Spurs. Because it was a shamble, to be honest, here, you know. So I think uh, yeah. it was definitely a World Cup call without a doubt, you know, today. And, and it's not a World Cup, I think it's a World Cup call already. It was some on the making from from the games we watched so far. It was not something surprise. It was something on the making already. We're not we're not happy in terms of the way they're playing. Yes, we got the points, but we're not the, the way he's playing is not the way we, we think they can they can consistently do that. Because today they've been penalized. And I think their wake up call is there and I hope they do that. Well, it's not been a good day for Spurs at all because uh, in the UEFA Youth League earlier on today, the under-19s also lost 2-0 and that was at the Cristiano Ronaldo Academy. Uh, but, of course, we need to turn it around. Um, Ollie, we're going to start with you. Talk about the Leicester game on Saturday at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The Premier League announced yesterday that this game would definitely go ahead. 5.30pm kickoff. Uh, Leicester are winless in the Premier League right now. They've played six. They've only drawn one. They have lost five. They only have one point. They are bottom of the league. Um, and their draw was on the opening day of the season against Brentford, drawing 2-2. Since then, they've lost to Arsenal, Southampton, Chelsea, Manchester United and Brighton. How do you see this game going? Entering Dr. Tottenham. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ollie, man. He's mentioned, um, he's mentioned bloody well Spurs. He named you mentioned Dr. Tottenham. What's going on here? What is going it. on? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enter Ricky Ricky levels of positivity. Let's do it. Thank um, you. <laughs> no, I mean, if we don't, if we can't be bottom, they're bottom of the league, is that right? Yeah. yeah. If we can't be bottom of the league, then what are we doing? Um, it, it, it'll be really bad. We'll be in a real blip. No, I, th- I think I think we'll I think we'll sort them out. I think it, we'll probably win one 0 in the 89th minute, won't we? Um, but I think I'm surprised that's going ahead. It's also like London, all the all the police that are being diverted and in London and Man United gets cancelled. That's weird, isn't it? Um, but no, I think I think we'll be okay. I think we'll get through that. Um, I think against these these say lesser teams because Leicester are actually a very good team. Um, but these teams that are struggling, they kind of bomb forward, and then we just blitz them on the counter. So, yeah, I think I think we'll be fine. Um, but 
Le- Harry Kane has a very good record against Leicester, actually. Very good. That that's some positivity right there for you. I think it's a good time, Ollie, now yeah. to get against these guys. You know, um, it's two ways to have a look into it. You know, either it's the the last game with Brendan Rodgers because we win against these guys because it obviously can't continue uh, it, it, the way is is obviously uh, happening with the Leicester City. And, and for yeah. us, it's, uh, after the World Cup today, uh, call, we call it, uh, is a good time to smash Leicester City in a proper way. Simple as that. So I feel sorry for Brendan Rodgers. It's going to be a huge pressure there because I think and I hope Conte will motivate them uh, extremely now um, to, to, to go against Leicester City. And it's a good game, really, to not be defensively now. I want to have that risk-taking now. Because this is kind of the game she can actually go for it, you know. And really kind of, you know, with these quality players, really go for it. They're not really just waiting there and passing left, passing right. You know, that's what we've been doing. Nobody really wanted to take the risk. Nobody wanted to take the blame. Uh, I think it's time now, these little boys on the pitch, uh, take a bit of kind of man up a little bit in the same time, you know. I, I, I don't really kind of care if he makes mistakes, but I make mistakes going forward because you try to go forward, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but if you make mistakes not marking well and we get, we're conceding, then we, I have a problem with that. Yeah. So I think that, that mentality has to change now. And then I hope we come to get put that in their mind, guys, take the risk. We're going to play, we won't blame you. If you go forward and make mistakes, because you're actually creating a, a, a situation where it's danger potentially to score as well, and that's what I want to see now from Spurs after tonight. And Leicester City maybe is just comes handy into us because, with all respect to them, they're not been performing well, of course. Neither us in the same time, but we are now the other hand because we've got more points and we've got potentially more confidence than these guys, you know? And I think this is what I like to see now. It's a good time there. Ramon, from a, from a player's point of view, um, when you played at White Hart Lane and, you, and Spurs were playing a team bottom of the league, surely you'd be in that dressing room saying to each other, look, they're bottom of the league. They're, they're, they're bottom for a reason. You know, that surely they'll have the belief to go on and win this game. Uh, well, you, I, I see that differently. You know, as a Spurs, uh, as a supporter, you see that more kind of the way you're thinking now. As a player, you do still respect, even they, the bottom of the league, because they're still the, as a professional players, because it could be you a year later being the bottom of the league with your team, okay? So it doesn't mean they're they bad or worse in the same time. Actually, I'm more afraid to play against this team because these guys are, first of all, want to show they're not bothering with the league. They really want to fight for that position. And that sounds like, it sounds like an excuse, Ramon. No, no, it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse, mate. Listen, mate, we've been there, by the way, Chris. <laughs> yeah. So, so we know what's happening in that side. So it's not an excuse. It's just respect to the opponents because... Uh, it's not because they're the bottom, it's easier. That will be wrong mentality going into the game. But let's say there will be disrespect for us, a professional player, to do that in the same time. And most of the time, you will be hammered because you go mm. in not 100%. This is the game you actually really need to show up that you are better where there are. 
and this is the, 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 exactly what I, I've been saying now, it's a good point now, a good time for Spurs to do that against Leicester City. Ramon, what score prediction are you going with? I will go for a good 5-1 for Spurs. That is positive. I want the hammering now. I want confidence. I want Kane. So, well, obviously, if Son comes on or doesn't, or come on, or it doesn't play. But I want now the strikers, the forwards, really take control of, of that team now. I really want to do that. You know, I want to see that now, not just passing left, right and centre and sideways. Because at the moment, we really actually see uh, all the games I watch, I only see sideways passes. Well, I'm going to join your positivity, Ramon. I'm going to go for 4-0. Um, and, and this will probably be clipped if we get beat at the weekend with me and you looking like idiots. Um, I would like to be... Oh, hold on. <laughs> Ricky, what have you made of Leicester's season so far? Um, One it's, point. It's, it, yeah, it's been poor, but uh, a, a bit like what Ramon was saying there, I don't think we can ever underestimate an opponent um, at any time. Um, yes, there's teams that might be low on form, but you you, you know, Chris, because you, you go to every bloody world game, but you know how many teams turn up when they're playing Tottenham. And the moment yeah. that we start to underestimate an opponent, regardless of their position or form, is the moment that we start becoming complacent with our performances. And that's when we have a, a really terrible game. And, you know, that's, that's where Dr. Tottenham comes in, in into play when we when we do underestimate. So uh, um, it's all about the reaction. Like Ramon said there, it's all about the reaction. No, there's no wine, no wine influence, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 all, it's all about that reaction. And, and this is where the boys really need to be determined to turn up and forget about what position they, uh, Leicester are. Forget about all of those little things that could like distract your brain and go out and be ruthless. Go out and show up for our fans that are turning up at the stadium. Go up and, and show everybody that what, what type of side we are. You know, like I was saying, this whole podcast about kicking into gear, they need to kick into gear. They need to show us that that's what they have in the locker. And it's just been a few bumpy rides right now. There's been a few off-form off players in different positions right now. But right now, it's fantastic. It's a perfect opportunity for Conte to switch things around because there has been... I wouldn't say I can't I can't say poor performance, but let's just say a, a, a level below what they're capable of uh, performances from certain individuals in the side. So it is a perfect opportunity to switch some players up, to give some players a go, to maybe give Basuma a go in midfield, maybe change up the wing backs, you know, maybe give Sonny a rest. You know, like put some fire. Maybe, maybe get Ricky on. Let's get Ricky on. I mean, there. Yeah, get me in there, man. Get 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 me in there. But like again, I do. I'm. I'm you make Nolly right with you. Ricky and Nolly go in half time. That's it. One right wing, one back. But uh, but I'm co I'm confident like the both of you. Uh, and and I'm I'm on a I'm on a four nil easy. I'm on a four. It, I, I need to see that reaction. And and if they if they do what Ramon says and gets the five, I'll be ecstatic, you know.
This is definitely getting clipped. Chris, Ollie, what's your... Let it get clipped. Let it do it. Chris, you're holding your thinking. What's happening, mate? Portugal has to mate. Look at the depressing of Chris. I, I, really well, I was saying, I was saying, Ramon, before before we went live, Ollie and I were talking, and I said that I went to all the away games last season in the Europa Conference League, and I didn't see us win, and I just don't want another season like that. It's not going to happen. Uh, what, what was the team we lost to? Mura. That was yeah. a that was a that was a real low point. Uh, Vitesse. I remember that. I yeah. was I was on red one. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We're, we're, we're past it. We're past that. But you know what? You know what we haven't thought about yet? You know what? What might be an unlucky charm? And I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Because you know that, that third kit, that light blue. The last time that we had that light blue kit a couple of seasons yeah. ago, it was like it was such a nice kit, but we had so many poor performances that I couldn't bloody well buy it. Do you know what I mean? So I hope that's not the same with this away kit as well, man. I can't wait for them to get the first win in that away kit so I can go and purchase it. Chrissy. Ricky, turn turn Chrissy, ring up the reception down and hold that a bottle of wine, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Hook him up, Chrissy. the mini bar there. Ollie, what's your score for it? I think they empty it because you came in, Chris, mate. They empty the mini bar. <laughs> <laughs> they know I'm friends with you, Ramon. That's why. That's what it is. <laughs> I think you're a shaft under my name. That's why they took it out. <laughs> Ollie, what's your score prediction for, for Saturday? Um, I'm not as positive as you guys. You guys are worrying me with this 4 0, 5 0. Come on, I'm going to become mean. <laughs> That's oh, that's that's don't be like that. Just play the game, mate. Just I'm gonna, go I'm gonna go for a very modest three-one in the last, like the last two goals in the last two minutes. Three-one. Um, I, I think like it's that. Be I like that because I think yeah, yes, Leicester are bottom of the league, but they do have players. You know, Vard, I don't know if Vardy's fit, but they got Madison. Um, you know, players that can kind of turn it on. They're not having a very good season, but I think they look at us and think Tottenham are very gettable we can get at them um so we can't we can't be thinking our oh, five nil six nil i think they are they they should not be at the bottom of the league leicester They're, they are a good team on their day i think they've had no signings come in that's there's something going on there with the owners um and, and the manager it's not all is not well um but i don't think it'll be as easy as that but i think we'll get the win so it's fine Ramon, I want to end the podcast with you with some positivity. Tell everyone what it's like winning a trophy with Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, please. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> My first game was actually the Carling Cup. I'll tell you what. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. I'm still talking about it after so many years. No, no, no. Let's keep this positive, Ramon. Positive. Come on. <laughs> Mate, it is the best thing ever, ever, ever happened to me. I'm telling you what. The fans on that day at Wembley were absolutely going crazy, mate. You don't know, mate. We, it's after more than 10 years, I think Spurs didn't want anything at that time as well. So it's not like something we had every year. <laughs> we, we won a cup. It's like 10 years or something like that. We didn't win anything. And then Wembley Stadium was North London. Proper. Yes, it was. Proper North London, you know? So it was great. It was great, mate. Ramon, you were also very successful at Celtic. 
if Spurs and Celtic were in the Champions League final, who would you want to win? Oh, you've brought me into it now. You've brought me in a very, very, very difficult one. Listen, oh, that, listen, mate. <laughs> I've got a green shirt on, mate. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> it's a good start. Let's say that way. Oh, Chrissy, now you've put me in a very, 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 very awkward situation, mate. I had the best time at Celtic, mate. It's absolutely one of the best clubs I've seen, you know, in terms of playing, winning the treble. The fans are off the clock. This is not even... No, it's not even a, a question. Is that one of the best, best fans you can ever be? Even Real Madrid and Barcelona, when they're playing there, it's like for them, the atmosphere at Celtic Park is just off the clock, you know? Mate, it's a very difficult one, mate. Can I not answer that, mate? That's a very difficult one, mate. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it, my wife's saying, you know? Now the truth. Go for it, Remy. Go for it, you know? I think I might, I might have to go for something, bro. I'll tell you oh, that. No. I might have to. Trevor, how well, no, listen, listen, everybody watching right now, you've got to remember that Mr. Vega has had a couple of bottles of wine, okay? So you can't take his answers right now as, as clear truth, all right? So what you need to do is you need to, you need to allow Mr. Vega right now and maybe yeah. ask him again at I love the beginning it, of another show. No, yeah, take, take away the wine. Ramon says Tottenham. We all know that. Both teams, it would be impossible to even reach the finals to start with, you know. So, from that point, if you are not going to be in a very awkward situation at the same time, but at the same time, I would be extremely happy when both will be in the final. Unbelievable, because I would be very proud because I played for both, and, and, and it's a fantastic thing. And I do hope it's happening, you know. No, Oh, by the way, by the way, I need to get some news. This, this, this is breaking news, by the way. Big breaking news. All right. Remember, Chris, when I told you about experts players not getting invited yeah. by the club. Remember that. Well, remember all the ex players not being invited, not even in contact whatsoever, including myself. Okay. All right. And we were like, what the heck? We were playing for this club for four and a half years. We actually nearly, nearly need to bet if you get a ticket. Hardly get a ticket. In these 20 years, I never got an invitation. Guess what? This summer, like a few weeks ago, I got an email from Tottenham Hotspurs. That potentially I got an invitation to the game. After what game are you coming to? Yes. Chrissy, this is unbelievable. Do you see what happens when you come on this show, Ramon? Do you see what happens when you come on this show? This is what happened. I'm coming to your show, Chrissy. But I have to say, fantastic to the club. I'm happy I get I got an invitation. This is impossible. It's unthinkable. Uh, imagine, imagine, imagine what could happen if you said Tottenham instead of Celtic. Oh exactly. My <laughs> oh my God! Well, then I get the invitation. The thing is that I have an invitation. This is not the thing. But I got 20 years. I have not once got invitation to come to the games ever. And I'm not the only player. Actually, a lot of them not been treated the same. 
And I have to be saying it, okay? that's the truth, simple as that. And I'm actually happy now they're listening to now the ex-players, whatever background, how long, whatever, how long they play to Spurs, they should be appreciated and have invitations. I think so. Simple as that. And it's happening. I'll tell you what, my wife nearly fell off the chair when she wrote the email. Tell them, I work in football and I've never seen a club like this and I was complaining about and now I've got what I wanted. It's off the club. Did you hear it? Can you hear my wife in the background, guys? Yeah, I'm working in football and what game are you going to? Finally, my digging work started working now, you know? Oh my gosh. So listen, so that's the breaking news. That's wonderful, guys. So, Chrissy, I might see you at the Volkswagen Lane for once. Okay. Yeah, what, what game? What game will you be coming to? I'm not sure, guys. I, I haven't got to the, the, the main maybe, game invitation. Maybe sitting in the dugout, you know? Maybe, maybe, oh. <laughs> maybe we're sitting somewhere by the birds up there. So I don't know where we're sitting. You already done that. You're going to go by the dugout, you know? <laughs> Now, listen, I, ha I really need to address that because I was very, very surprised. And I think it's, it's good they're starting to do that, to be honest with you. So, um, anyway, come on your spurs at the same time. What can you say? You know? And, well, and, and what, what an advert that is to any other ex-players, any other ex-legends. If you want to get invited to Tottenham Hotspur, you need to come on the Chris Cowley channel and chat spurs, all right? And then you'll get your invitation from the club, all right? Exactly, Chrissy. Now you know your channel is happening. Experts getting invitations. You know? I'm extremely pleased with you. That's breaking news, my friend. Breaking news. I'm extremely pleased with you. Well done. Now, now, um, so that point of view, I think is great. Wonderful. Um, as I say, guys, it's always nice to be on this show. Tell them what have a couple of wine, of course. Tell you know, them what we did with the English guys at the summer. Oh, by the way, sorry, this well, Chrissy. I was the quote. <laughs> Listen, what must we hear already now? Obviously, <laughs> yeah, we had a lovely summer, by the way. Chrissy, otherwise you get bored in the hotel in Portugal, mate. After this missing performance, you know, in that little room where you're staying, you know. Listen, there is, we have one thing is sure. The gas comes to Hungary. We don't know about the youth, how you're going to get your gas. So listen, guys, listen. So I was in Switzerland, was invited to be a coach for the England, England team, okay? Well, so not professional, of course, you know, amateurs, you know, from... Liverpool, uh, North, uh, the Jersey Islands, and all that stuff. I tell you what, mate, that was proper English flag in Switzerland. I never seen my life such a piece up of these guys. I never saw so much drinking in my life. You know? I lost the coach. Can you imagine? <laughs> Guys, you know, Puskas was saying these guys today they're drinking milk. You know, that's what they're playing. <laughs> and they can't play. We used to right. drink alcohol and we played all day long. <laughs> so, well, listen, I hope you're all uh, happy as well. 
as always, Chris, you know, working with my assistant. She's trying to make everything okay. Well, well, we definitely look forward to seeing you at the Top Hospital Stadium, Ramon. Um, Ollie, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and please tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, yeah, you can find me at Ollie Gamp, as it says um, right there, but no below my head. Um, yeah, I tell you about Spurs news, and um, I do some Spurs interviews. I interviewed Jonathan Woodgate uh, recently. I interviewed Jamie O'Hara. Basically, anyone that was in that cup final team, I interview them. No, I, I, I do a bit more than that, obviously. Um, and features like you know looking ahead to Spurs games and stuff. So I'm usually the, the guy who's who's writing about Spurs. Um, and yeah, just catch me on Twitter. Um, and talk talk about uh, Spurs and also boxing. If you're into boxing, I do talk about that a lot. So yeah, catch me on there. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, Ricky, thanks so much. Because always lovely having you back. <laughs> always an honour and a pleasure to be on with yourself, Chris. The man, the myth, the legend, Ramon Vega, and Mr. Oli as well, man. What a show we've had. I told you we'd feel better by the end of the show, didn't I? I told you we'd feel better by the end of the show. So, um, yes, I've loved it. Um, just to give you a little heads up, there's a, a lovely surprise that I don't know whether I can tell you about, but I can tell you that it's happening Friday. So I may be Instagramming some bits and pieces. So check out my Instagram on Friday, and hopefully there's a nice surprise coming um, coming everybody's way. So, um, yeah, man, all good in the hood. But again, lovely to be on. Thank you, my friend. It's nothing to do with Watford, is it, Rick? It's not Watford. No, it's not Watford, all right? It's got nothing to do with Watford. And Ramon? Maybe change the T to an L and you might get closer, but not Watford. Okay. And Ramon, thanks so much for coming back. It's been a pleasure having you on again. Chrissy, I'm happy as always to be there. Tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow at lunchtime at 12 p.m., I will be on Sky News Sports as well, talking about Spurs, of course. Come on. And the Liverpool games as well. And all kind of things about football, you know. <laughs> now, tune in, tune in tomorrow at Sky Sports News. I'm going to be there at 12 p.m. And tell them what to do and how to do it. As simple as that. Well, Ollie, Ramon, Ricky, thanks so much for joining me this evening. And thanks to all of the listeners and uh, the viewers on YouTube. If you don't subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. Let's hope that Spurs can get back to winning ways on Saturday. Sorry, Smile Ramon. Smile a bit. I'm sorry for you. You're not smiling anymore. It's like, what happened? He's got to wake up early in the morning. I'll fly home. Hey, do you want me to call the reception? I'll send you a bottle of wine, mate. I'll tell you what, mate. That already chills you out, mate. Come on, come on, come on. Ramon, <laughs> Ramon, you and I will be smiling when we see each other at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium maybe. very, very soon. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, exactly. maybe there is no gas in England in the UK this winter. That's why they are so down, you know? <laughs> I'll see you all again on Saturday for another Spurs chat where I have another three fantastic guests on. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 